everyone. I am Matthew Thomas. I am currently in my home, and I have something very special for the listeners of The Rock Block. I have a phone interview with Jamie Bostell. You are the uh, front man of uh, Praise the Fallen, but you're also working on some solo music as well. I'd like to thank you for being on a super cool radio. Hey, right on, man. Thank you. So I just want to get straight into your uh, – so you're working on your solo music right now because of all the uh, quarantine, the social distancing. You've actually been staying busy. So how is that um, – how's, how's recording music? How is it going for you? Pretty much. Uh, I just got this in-home studio built just within the last month, and uh, it's something I've always wanted to do. And uh, I just started working on this song. I wrote this song. I put it out. People liked it. And, and uh, I don't know. I've always wanted to do a solo album. I do, I do Praise the Fallen, and I've done, done lots of bands in the past, but I've always wanted to do my own album where I'm doing everything. And um, so, so your new single, uh, "So Help Me God." What was the what's the story behind that? How did that come to um, how did that come to be? Uh, that song, I would say that song is personal. It's it's a I have a relationship with my son. My son went off to college and, and stuff, and I'm not really going to get into it too much. But um, he's uh, he's young right now and rebellious <laughs> uh, with uh, as far as his parents as far as me or whatever um, we haven't talked in a while and uh, it's one of those things where his mother had spoiled him he grew up kind of uh, expectant and that uh, like a lot of people these days <laughs> yeah um, I, I don't know I don't want to get too far into it but just hoping that he turns around and he, he realizes that I was there for him the whole time you know, I was a good dad and that to him and kind of wrote this song. I guess it's kind of like my cat's in the cradle. <laughs> <laughs> no, I got you, man. And uh, I think that song, I think it relates to a lot of people, especially a lot of parents, especially right now with everything going on. Yeah, there's quite a few people I've showed the song to, and there's quite a few people that have went through, you know, his mom and I didn't work out. We split up and that, and, and he favored his mom. And that happens to a lot of dads out there. And that's kind of what happened with us. But I know he'll come around. And uh, the song's just saying uh, that I love It's telling him I love him and I miss him. And whenever he's ready to come and talk to me, I'm here, you know. And uh, that's kind of what that song's about. And other people have told me they've had the same situation happen to them. And, and I was like, wow, you know, I just wrote it out of my own feelings and other people uh clamored onto it, I guess. Yeah, I mean, it's it's very, very relatable topic for a lot of parents. Oh, yeah. There's a lot of dads that have tried to be there that uh, get labeled being a bad uh, single father or whatever, or the mother and the father didn't work out and the father's on his own trying to help, also help raise a kid. But the, there's a, some of us dads get labeled bad dads when we've all done our part. I know I paid my child's support. I know I fulfilled my visitation. I know I was there for him anytime he needed me. What more could I do, you know? And uh, he went off to college, and, you know, you just go through that stage in your 20s. I know I was rebellious, too, in my 20s <laughs> with my parents, you know, and he's just going through that stage now. I think he'll come around. Yeah. So sorry, I didn't get, get very personal on the first question. Um but um, so, so what are some of your um, inspirations and influences for your style of music for this solo album? 
just life and things that go on around us every day, things that we don't visibly see but we we know is there and sometimes we think about and you have to put it out through music sometimes, you know, stuff like that, I guess. I, mean, I try to be I try to be inspirational. I used to be I used to be in a lot of metal bands were angry and negative and you know not not saying there isn't some dark moments like with the praise of fallen stuff or whatever, but for the most part we try to take darkness and turn it into light. Yeah, no, and I th- I think people I think people need a moral boost right now, especially like people being you know locked in their homes and oh, yeah. not being able to interact with people you know face to face. Oh, yeah, I've been restless myself. I've cleaned the house already. It's spotless. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm, I've always worked Monday through Friday. I've done music on the weekends. I never solely relied on just music. Um, I've always done it on the weekends, played my shows and stuff on the weekends and did my best. And as far as uh, what I'm doing now, it's like, well, I got more time. Definitely got – we all got more time than money with what's yeah. going on right now. So it's time to put your – you know, artistic value to work, I guess. Uh, we just, my buddy and I, Randy Bickett, had just got the studio going. I do the Jamie stuff too, where it's like acoustic pop with loops and stuff. Okay. And, uh, I don't know if you've checked that stuff out. It's very like, uh, I don't know, um, I guess it's like, uh, Sam Hunt and stuff like that. If you, if you listen to stuff like that. Yeah, um, yeah. I can't think of who. Who does that stuff off the top of my head? It's like David Gray, um, you know, pop acoustic with loops and stuff. It's pretty cool. I started doing that, and one day I just sat down. Actually, it was a few days, a couple of days ago. I'm actually in the middle of um, mixing this song, mastering. So help me God, right now, I, I wasn't satisfied with the mix. I want to do it better. Okay. Um. Um. But. I just sat down with my guitar and came up with the the clean part for the verses on So Help Me God. And, and then I just, I don't know, I went noodle, man. <laughs> and started recording, just started recording. And, I, and I, I myself have been very, very intimidated throughout the years by technology. You know, I've always tried the easiest way. I had a boss mini studio I did for a long time just doing demos with straight beats. I never wanted to program drums. I always thought it was going to be real technical. But I've grabbed onto it pretty quick, and technology has made it a lot easier. And there's tutorials and friends that help, help me out and stuff like that. And I think I'm doing all right. And this is only my second song, second rock song that I've uh, recorded on my own by myself. Right on. I mean – I think I think right now I mean like there's definitely there's, you know with the internet and everything there's information everywhere that if you want to find some it's I mean, it's relatively easier nowadays yeah. and especially since you you know you said it best we have a lot of time and um, you know money's a little bit short right now with people out of work but we definitely have a lot of time and I think people are going to express their more artistic stuff um, you know during this time definitely definitely yeah I, I figured. This is the perfect time. I mean, I haven't seen my guys in Praise the Fallen in two weeks. We're we're hitting each up, hitting each other up, saying we miss each other. You know, you don't realize it till everything's gone and you're forced to stay at your house that how much everybody around you means to you. You know, and uh, those guys mean a lot to me. And uh, but while I'm here by myself, I was like, why not work on a record? 
<laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, you have time. Well, we don't know how long this is going to last, you know. I some know. people are saying until July. Some people are saying, you know, I'm supposed to go back to work on the 7th, but I don't know if that's going to happen. So I've got a lot of time. My wife is in medical, and she she's working, and I'm home all day during the day, and I'm, like, already, like I said, the house is clean. My, uh, that part of my life is complete and and pretty much done. I'm not really into sitting around watching TV. So I was like, why not, like I said, why not work on a record? Yeah. I've written a lot of songs throughout the years, and I've got a lot of songs that were roughly recorded in other studios that were rough and never got finished. Or, And I was like, I've got the software here. Why not just redo some of that stuff and put it out, you know? I really get attached to my songs personally, and uh, I care about the quality that gets put into them and how good they sound when the whole worldwide uh, internet hears them for sure. Oh, yeah, especially, I mean, you, you can reach anyone, I mean, in the world right now with the internet. So you, you got to make sure you, you know, put out a product that you're, you're, you're satisfied with. You're like, yeah, that is my soul album, for sure. Right. Well, I, like I said, this I, I put out this song just, I, honestly, it happened by accident. I just put it out, I recorded it, and then I put it out, and I sent it to friends through Messenger, Say hey, what do you think of this? And people are like, dude, this is this is awesome. You should put you should do a record. I was like, okay, well, I guess I'll do a record. <laughs> you know, so then I I've listened to it in different. I listened to the Bluetooth speaker. I listened to the car. Uh, it was real trebly. It needed more bass. So I was like, all right, I'm gonna mix this better. I can do it better. You know, I'm never satisfied. I always want better. You know. Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, I you sent it to me, and I, I mean, I, I really digged it. I thought it was, you know, the, the lyrics were strong, and the music, the, you know, the music lyric, uh, they, uh, they reflected the lyrics. You know, they just both were very strong. Right. Well, thank you. Yeah, it, it didn't take me long to write it. I wrote it in a couple days. I wrote the, I wrote the music. I started the music uh, on one day, and then I started recording it the next day, and then I came up with the lyrics right there on the spot when I had the music done. So I already had the chorus written. I knew what I was going to sing that, and that's kind of how I write my songs. I always usually come up with the chorus first, the punch, and then uh, then I make the verse work around the chorus to where it makes sense. Yeah. That makes sense. <laughs> no, no, I, I, I got you, man. I mean, everyone writes differently, too. Yeah, sometimes I write that way. Sometimes the verse will come first. You know, most of the time I'll write, I'll sit down with the acoustic and uh, come up with the music first and, and just kind of feel it. You know, I'll close my eyes and sometimes I'll picture somebody else singing it. What would they say here? What would they do here vocally? You know, and then I put my voice in, in the place of that person. I thought this song kind of had a, a seether vibe to it. You know, and other people were like, no, it sounds like you. I was like, all right. Well, when I wrote it, I kind of pictured the dude from Seether singing it. <laughs> now, that, that's a really cool take on your uh, writing style, you know, picturing someone else singing your stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, what would a, you know, yeah, I kind of picture a big artist. What would they do? Not trying to copy them or emulate them at all. You know, I come up with something and I just. I don't know, I hear this, like the sound in the music, like with all the spacey stuff I did in there and the clean and how it got gritty. And I was like, I picture Seether doing something like this, you know. 
it just kind of came out that way. Who knows what the next song will sound like? Well, like praise, praise the Fallen stuff all over the place. We got stuff that sounds like Food Fighters. We got stuff that sounds like Three Days Grace. We got, you know, but we're not trying to be them. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's, you got to be yourself. Right. And so you, so you mentioned Praise the Fallen. Um, so what's, what's the plans for them? You know, I know this year has kind of been crazy and all over the uh, place. Do you, so do you have any you know plans or you know or hopes for uh, 2020 for Praise the Fallen? Well, this spring, this spring uh, in May, actually May 15th, we're supposed to do the, our first headlining show at the Hobart Art Theater in Hobart, Indiana. Oh, really? And uh, yeah, we were playing with Seldom Told and Sin MG from Chicago, but this situation prolongs. Probably not going to happen. And we were going to release our five song EP that has perfect. Hollywood, um, emotions in well, it's called emotions and gears on there, um, and Car- carpe diem. Those songs that we recorded, I think I sent you Hollywood. Yeah, I was actually gonna talk to you about Hollywood because I re- I really dig it, and I, I was kind of wondering what was the uh, insp- inspiration behind that song. Uh, just nostalgia, I guess. You know the the way the way uh, music's changed, and the way MTV isn't around anymore, and um, you really don't hear, I don't know, like, I was thinking, you know, you go on YouTube and, and you find a lot of rock videos and stuff, and and not nowadays. It just seemed, seemed like back in the day that rock music was more commercial than it is now. It's A lot of it's hip-hop and stuff is more commercial and pop, you know. In the 90s, you'd hear Nirvana on a oh, pop yes. radio station, you know what I mean? And... uh Stuff like that, and even even go back to the eighties, Rat and Poison, and, Motley Crue. Yeah, those bands were all pop. Those bands were pop rock bands. You know, we called them heavy metal back then, but if you really listen to it, it's it's rock and it's pop. It yeah. was pop. It was popular music. That's why they call it pop. <laughs> you know, for sure. Whereas now it's you know hip hop and Katy Perry and Bruno Mars and that stuff. It's like that stuff's cool and all. Don't get me wrong, you know. But for me, I like rock and I like I like Headbangers Ball and I like you know. Yeah. It just seemed like throughout all that, you know. And for me, you know, I went through all of it. I went through the '80s. I went through the '90s. You know, the 2000s new metal phase, all that. You know, and here we are now. And it's like, well, also Hollywood, when I say Hollywood's not for me, um, you know, all these years, you know, even though I worked during the week and played shows on the weekends, I've been trying, I was trying for a long time to get signed and, and get out there and be a national artist, not saying that we're not still, but I don't know, just uh, throughout the years and being in the music industry and meeting certain people and I won't say any names, but you know, the industry can be nasty. It can be dirty. And, you know, and a lot of it, you know, it, a lot, I thought I wanted to be in Hollywood basically is what I'm saying. You know, I thought I wanted to be an LA rock star and it's like, well, maybe Hollywood's not for me. Maybe it's all right to be here in Indiana. There's a lot of great, Great bands around here. There's a lot of great talent around here. Right in the Midwest, um, L.A.'s kind of died off, you know. Um, and a lot of those bands, they want to they come up here to the Midwest, you know. And that's kind of what I was saying 
in that song is like, well, I guess Hollywood's not for me. Kind of a tongue-in-cheek thing, you know? Yeah, I gotcha. And, I mean, I, I mean, especially nowadays, I mean, it used to be, L.A. used to be, like, the place to be. But nowadays, yeah. I mean, there's so many avenues that you can be almost anywhere and right. still make it. Right, exactly. That's what that's what I was saying all those years. I was focused on, man, I want to be in Hollywood. I want to be a rock star and, you know, MTV and Hollywood. Because that's what we... We were told that's 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 the land of success, you know. But now success can be anywhere, exactly. Yeah. And uh, so I've been I've been seeing on um, you know your Facebook Live and Praise the Fallen and uh, Music Cares, um, you've been doing uh, like um, digital con you know uh, live streaming digital concerts and to uh, to uh, help raise money for serving staff who are currently not working. How do you prepare yeah. for a digital concert like that? How do I prepare for it? Yeah. I just, I don't know. I sat down. A lot of my songs I already know because I play them in Praise of Fallen, and then I got a lot of material. I, I've written a lot of songs throughout the years, and they're still with me. And uh, as far as, like, learning the covers, I just sit down and listen to YouTube and sit with my acoustic, and I do the best I can at playing guitar and, and learn learn uh, what I can and uh, print out the lyrics and I mean, I sat there with a music stand with the lyrics in front of me. I wouldn't normally do that, but sitting down acoustic, it's okay, you know. Is it kind of different with just, you know, it was just you, you and acoustic guitar? No, I, I've i done that for years. I was okay. doing that. I was doing that. Oh, like, I didn't always play guitar. I always, uh, well, I, I played guitar. I would play the guitar in the living room on the couch writing songs. And when I was in a band, I would bring a song to the band and have the guitar player play it, and I would just sing, you know. So I've always played, you know, the best I could and as simple as I could because I never really focused on being a guitar player. Um, kind of just happened by accident. I became a guitar player and singer for Praise of Fallen because I've worked with people throughout the years and, and – uh, I just got a lot of drive, and some people can't keep up with that drive, <laughs> or uh, they don't want to. They don't want to rehearse, or they don't want to travel, or, or whatever. That that's their choice, or whatever. I'm yeah. very adamant about rehearsal, and we practice like praise the fallen rehearsals every week, uh, twice a week. Okay. And we practice two hours on Tuesdays and two hours on Thursdays, and sometimes if we have a big show, we'll practice three days a week. So I'm very adamant about rehearsal, and I think that came from me in high school. My parents put it in me when I was in the, in band. I was learning how to play trumpet, and I practiced uh, when I got home from school, and then I had to practice again before dinner. So it was just embedded in me. And then marching band, I was in marching band, and, that you know, we rehearsed. Marching band rehearsed. Marching band traveled. It just got embedded in me where I got used to that. And it's easy for me and for some people that are content with just playing in town, don't want to travel. All I can say is don't don't join my band. <laughs> because we're, we're going to work and we're going to travel and we're going to do things, you know. Um, if you want the rewards, you have to put the work in. For sure. For sure. And so if, uh, so if people are interested in donating to um, – um, to the, uh, the, the help uh, with the uh, serving staff out of uh, work right now. What's, like, the best way to do that? Uh, I guess just get a hold of Holland Larry on Facebook, uh, Music for a Cause, uh, Michiana Bar Aid, 
There's also in the Fort Wayne Bar 8. I also uh, did that, too. Um, I'm helping people. I got friends myself, you know, that have uh, that were working in the bars. They got hit first before yeah. everybody else was in their job. I got laid off uh, Tuesday, but people got laid off, you know, a week before, before that. Yeah. yeah, a couple weeks before that. They got hit first, so they've already been longer without money than I have. You know what I mean? Yeah, and these, so, these venues and these restaurants, I mean, they, you know, they're, they're all independent. You know, some of these are independent owned, and they need, you know, they need the money, you know. They need the, the venues, uh, need the money and the support. Right. Yeah, for sure. You know, like I said, I've got I've got friends, uh, a couple of girls that work at Smokestack that are friends of mine that have families and have kids and you know, and some of the people out there um, that rely on the on the bar bar scene that work in the bars, the restaurants, and that you know. Yeah, for sure. So, yeah, it's, it's affecting everyone, and affecting some people more than others, for sure. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, all right, so I got one one final question before we go. So you're hard at work with your solo music right now. You got Praise the Fallen as well. What can people expect from you and Praise the Fallen in 2020? Oh, wow. Well, like I said, uh, our EP, a lot of those songs are out right now. Um, we've, uh, we're, we're hoping, we're supposed to be playing a lot of festivals this summer. Uh, hopefully this clears up and we can still do that. Um, our, our numbers are growing. Um, we're just going to keep doing what we're doing. We write songs, we play shows, uh, as far as what they can expect from us, we're going to be putting out a music video for Hollywood. So we know that. And we're probably going to be working with Nick Bliss on, on that. Um, we're probably going to get a bunch. We're talking about getting, once this plague is over with, <laughs> we're talking about getting a bunch of people at a party and kind of having, uh, we thought about having all the bands from the scene in the video as far as, uh, like in the crowd and that we thought that'd be cool. Right um, we know a lot of the bands in the scene here, like Fifth and Sick and Second Season and uh, Callus and yep. all the all these bands. We thought it'd be cool because we all we all have had that dream to make it. Our goal was Hollywood. Our goal was that, and you know it's like all right, man. Let's all pull together here, have a party, and show people, hey, man, I guess Hollywood's not for us, you know? <laughs> but we're all right because we got our own scene, yeah. you know what I mean? So I, I thought that might be a cool idea to have all the bands involved and a bunch of people and have Kegger and, you know, a big party and make the music video at the party. <laughs> I like that idea, man. I like it. You know, but of course we have to wait till the plague is over with. Yeah. <laughs> Social distance or whatever. Yeah, you know. Stay six feet away. Yeah, yeah, that won't that won't look very well in a video if everyone's. <laughs> hey, stay away yeah. from me. It's you know? awkward. Right. What do you like tape measures and stuff? Um, we're working on some new material. Uh, we're gonna be like we just wrote a new. Uh, well, I brought an old song that I I was in a band, Rain Will Fall, in 1993. And uh, we had a really popular song called Hollow Man. Uh, I was younger then, and I actually sing better now. I've always liked the song. I was always attached to it. I wrote it about my father. And uh, I was like, man, I've always loved that song. I've ran into the guys from Rainbow Fall. They're still my friends. And I've always, throughout the years, been, hey, man, we should record that song. We should record that song. They're like, yeah, yeah. 
and it just never happened, you know, or whatever. Life happens. So I was like, you know, I can do it. I'll just bring it back in my band now because I've always liked it. And uh, I told I told them, and I asked them if it would be all right, and they were cool with it. And uh, so we're, uh, we revamped that song. I feel we made it better. That will probably be the next one we record. Um, the band is growing as far as Praise the Fallen. And what I mean by that is – you know, throughout the years, I've had people come and go, guitar players come and go, come and go, come and go, yeah. and I've held up on the writing. I've held the writing together. I wrote the song. I wrote just like I'm writing my solo record. I write the songs for the band, bring it to the band, and I got used to that for a long time. But now, I finally have uh, two guys that want to be a part of the writing. You know, I mean, I'm not saying the past guys weren't a part of the writing, but how do I explain this? Um, I had to, after guitar players, you know, come in, would write with me, and then would leave, I couldn't play their parts. So for a while, for a while, the band stayed as a three-piece until we found the right guy. It's like, and then it was one of those things for me, personally, I was like, well, the next guy that comes in this band, this guitar player, uh, is going to have to earn the writing spot. If you know what I mean. Yeah, it makes what I'm what I mean by that is like I have to trust that you're gonna stay. <laughs> you yeah. can't come in, write a bunch of guitar parts, us record it, put it out there and then quit and then I'm stuck. Well, I can't play those parts, I can only play my parts and then people are like, Well, where's those parts we're written? It's like so rather than going through that, like I said, we were a three piece for a while. We went Nirvana style. Uh in 2016, I had a drummer and a guitar player. We recorded an album. Right after that, they quit. Uh, <laughs> it hurt. Broke my heart. For uh, sure. I almost retired. I was like, oh, uh, you know. Yeah, I was like sick of it. And then uh, we then I had another two guys come along. And uh, one guy I still talk to is great. Um, one of the other guys, though, he wasn't showing at rehearsal wasn't taking shows seriously, you know, he would show up, and I had to constantly remind him how to play his guitar parts. <laughs> yeah, I was, yeah, I was like that, and, but that's all right, you know, some people don't want to be, don't want to work as hard, you know, and I'm not dissing anybody or anything, it's like, like I said, it's hard to keep up with me, I'm a worker, I like to work on this stuff, and I like to make it perfect, as perfect as we can. Um, but like I said, guitar players come and going, drummers come and going, you know, finally I decided to have auditions and treat this band like a national band. I think a mistake that a lot of bands do around here is they'll just bring people in and go, all right, we got a band. And then six months later, it's not working out, you know, and you don't know why. And I decided to interview people, ask people, do you want to travel? Do you want to contribute to the band fund? Do you want to rehearse twice a week? This is serious. Do you want to do this? <laughs> I didn't do that before. I would just grab people because they were talented and go, oh, he sounds good. I'll throw him in and six months later wonder why it's not working out. That makes sense. I mean, if you, if you, want, to, if you want to advance seriously, you have to, you know, be with people who want to be in the band. Right. Right, and as far as I said, 
what I was getting to, I, I went all over the place here. Um, good, man. Our guitar player we have now, Andy, you know, he's finally, um, he's brought some stuff to the table, you know, and I said to him, well, you know, structure it and we'll put it together. Uh, I was in a band for a minute called Spain, and I was doing that, I was singing in that band because I had always been just a singer before Praise the Fallen. And uh, one of my strengths is being a frontman without the guitar as well. And uh, the re only reason why I had done Spain is because I had missed that side of me. Plus, I had a drummer that was a good friend of mine, and I wanted to um, do something with him. And uh, the music was pretty good that we were doing. Um, it just didn't work out. I won't go into it. Um, but... I was like, man, what am I doing? I could do that in Praise of Fallen. I can have Andy. I think it's time. Andy's been in the band about a year now. Um, he's not going anywhere. He loves this band. Um, he's had other offers, and he's turned them down because he loves this band. He's loyal. So I was like, all right, show me what you got. Write something. I'm going to sing it. I'm not going to play guitar on it. And uh, kind of funny, we just wrote a song called Keep Your Distance. <laughs> fitting, very fitting for the time. I know, man. It was it was before the pandemic, though. <laughs> we wrote it. Yeah, we we wrote it before this pandemic, and uh, it's kind of funny. We were joking the other. We were we've been texting each other, telling each other how we we see each other, and yeah. uh, and he and uh, I was like, man, isn't that funny that we wrote a song called Keep a Distance. And the guy's like, dude, it's going to be huge when the plague dies. <laughs> I was like, maybe. But it really wasn't about that. The song's about fighting. <laughs> you know, and just learning learning someone isn't what they are. And we all sometimes want to beat somebody up who uh, deserves it. <laughs> yeah. You can't actually go out and do it. You'll go to jail. <laughs> yeah. Dude. But you can write about it. <laughs> that's right. You know, we use words and not fists. Right, exactly, and that's kind of what the song's about. And that song's uh, pretty good. And uh, I want to say, you know, Kenneth Jones Jr., our drummer. Oh man, he's awesome too. He's a great person. Uh, he's got a big heart. Uh, Praise the Fallen actually officially became an LLC as well. So we're doing things a little differently than most bands. Um, we we did sign a six month contract with uh, Interlight Agency out of Los Angeles. Um, we're kind of right now nothing's really going on in the music industry because of this. Yep. But we have a manager and he's helping us uh, get our uh, our social media up and and uh, more distribution endorsements. Um, we are endorsed by uh, Dirtbag Clothing. Yeah, I company. saw that. We are endorsed by them. I've got a drum company. I might be getting uh, my drummer endorsed by a drumstick company. Right on. Um, so we've got some stuff going on. Uh, the manager is actually out of L.A. And uh, the only reason why we my, – my reason for getting us a manager is we want to we get hooked up with a booking agent. I've played – myself, I've played the bar scene for a long time. And it's all right. It's all right. But we found ourselves playing a lot of the same places. And we want to grow. We want to expand. And we think by getting somebody involved with us on 
that's in the industry on that level can put us on some rock festivals and stuff like that. The bigger rock fest and stuff that aren't happening right now. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. but we're hope we're hoping that um that our manager can help us out with that. We're a team and um just wanted to take this to the next level basically. And you know, uh like I said it's just a 6 month contract. We're hoping to see if it works out. If not, then we'll keep doing what we've been doing. <clears throat> that makes sense. Right. Um, so um, I'd like to thank you, Jamie, for being on a Super Cool Radio. You know, even though this is you know phone interview, first phone interview ever for Super Cool Radio. Right on, man. Thank and you. I'm looking forward to your solo album. Looking forward to seeing Praise the Fallen again. I was supposed to go to one of your shows, but it got canceled a couple weeks ago. Oh yeah, um, the Hop Station show. Yeah. Well, we're gonna be uh, that show. When we return, we're going to be doing one there. We've already talked to the owner, and uh, we're already talk- We're figuring something out to where it's going to be huge. Sweet. I'm I'm looking forward to it. I was actually looking forward to seeing it the first time. Now I'm really looking forward to seeing it again. Yeah, I look forward to seeing my guys. It's been two weeks. It's 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 weird. We're like family. Um, everybody. I mean, the guys' girlfriends. We all hang out. We all hang out together and stuff. Yeah. So for everybody to not be around, it's really weird for me. But for it took sure. me. I don't mean to go on and on, but it took me, like I said, it took me a lot of heartache and a lot of people, but I, I knew in my mind and my heart that I wanted a brotherhood in this band. And, uh, I, I, we, we have that now. We totally have that now. We all care about each other. It's not just, it's not just music. Uh, wasn't just one of those things where it's just a product thrown together, people thrown together to put a product out and, and try to fake getting along. We get along, and uh, we have we have our bickers and stuff like that. Uh, sometimes we're like brothers, though. But we don't uh, let small things. Uh, we love this band, so we're not going to let small things destroy it. Uh, it makes it makes sense, you know. The biggest ego. If I can say something before I go, sure. The big, the biggest room, biggest ego on any stage or any room or anywhere when you're in a band should be the song. It's it's not about anybody. Julie, about everybody as a group making that song happen. <clears throat> yeah, everybody's yeah. everybody's piece. Everybody's part matters. That makes a song. Not one person makes a song. I might you know, write the root of it and bring it to the guys, but I couldn't do it without Andy and without Kenny and without Steven. You know, I can do, I mean, I'm doing a solo thing here by myself, but as far as what Praise the Fallen does, I couldn't do it without them. Yeah, I mean, yeah, for sure. I mean, you're not the only person on that stage with Praise the Fallen. Right, exactly. Praise the Fallen is Andy Kavanaugh, uh, Kenneth Jones Jr., me, and Steven Moore. Yeah, and... Uh, you guys have, you have some great music and you're a great band and I hope you know one day we get to inter- you know interview the whole band you know face to face hopefully whenever. Oh we yeah, you up. will. I'm sure you will. Uh, I wanted to, we we were gonna set that up before this came came yeah. down. And it's really um, screwed everything up. <laughs> I know, man. I know. Well, we're making the best of it. I'm making the best of still making things happen musically. Uh, I'm I'm working on this mix for this this song. It's been driving me crazy. Uh, I'm I'm real picky. I want it to be really good when I bring it out, and uh, my plan is to work on a lyric video for it, too, and put it out. Uh, you know, um, I, I'm not stingy, 
either, if that makes sense. I don't need to go on and on, but I've got all this well, stuff I want to say and put out there and let people know. Like, some people, they'll record stuff and that and they'll hold on to it and, you know, and then we got to wait till a big moment and put it out. I was like, I'll just put it out. If people like it and they grab onto it, those people are the ones that are going to make it big. They're going to make the song bigger. It doesn't matter. You know what I mean? Yeah. As far as you could put out a grand finale, a big big show to put the song out and that, and it might be a dud, you know? My whole thing is put it out there. People grab onto it and like it. Then they're going to spread the word, and the song's going to get bigger. For sure. That's with, that's with everything. Right. So, so Jamie, I'd I like to thank you for uh, being on Super Cool Radio. And uh, make sure, you know, you got a, your solo workout right now. you got Praise the Fallen out right now. So everyone, please check out Praise the Fallen and Jamie Bostel as well. And I'd like to thank you for being on the Super Cool Radio. Yeah, you can check our albums out on uh, – we're on Spotify and all that, all the streaming, uh, Praise the Fallen. And then uh, I've got my Jamie, the artist stuff. It's spelled J-M-E, uh, the artist. That stuff's on uh, – there's two songs on Spotify and stuff like that. I'm working on that stuff slowly too. Right so. on. <clears throat> So I'm looking forward to it, and uh, again, thank you for being on a super cool radio. All right, man. Thank you very much.